Isn't that awesome? There is nothing better than to see people taking their next steps of faith, to see young and old uh, committing their lives to Jesus and going public with that. And we, we as a church family, we want to continue to love on them. It's our responsibility. We always say it every week here. We're here to help people move one step closer to God and each other through Christ. That's not our job up here for all of you. That's our job together. And how can we help those that have taken that step take their next steps? How can we help them along their journey? How can we continue to pray for them and pray for one another? And what I love is as we continue our series in the book of Ephesians this morning, just for a few short moments, we're going to look at another powerful prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed. We discovered one in chapter one of this book, and now as we step into chapter three, what we see is another one of Paul's amazing prayers that we can pray for those that are taking their first and next steps and for for one another, all right? So I want us to dive right in there, Ephesians chapter three, and this is how Paul begins. He says, when I think of all this, now the all this that he's describing is what he had just said previously about the mystery of Jesus and the unity of believers and how much grace and mercy God has extended towards us as human beings. He says, when I think of all this, he says, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. He fell to his knees. Now, this was significant because most people of that day, when they prayed, they prayed prayed standing up. In fact, the religious leaders of the day, the Bible says, who were hypocritical, they loved to stand and to pray in front of everybody else. And Jesus taught us to, no, go to your closet and what's done in secret, your father will hear. And here Paul, he doesn't stand. He falls to his knees, which shows his, his heart, his humility, his desperation to go to God. So what does Paul then pray for the Ephesian believers that we too can be praying for one another. I think the first part of his prayer is a prayer for an extreme makeover, right? Forgive the cheesy title, okay? But there's, it just describes what Paul is about to say next, an extreme makeover of our lives. Look at verse 16. He says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources... He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then, he says, Christ will make his home as you trust in him. That Christ would make his home in our hearts. In other words, that Jesus would get more and more comfortable living in and through your life and my life. And yet, that is going to mean an extreme makeover. I remember when we first moved into our very first home and uh, man, it needed a lot of work. In fact, I can remember when we finally painted the exterior, it was wood siding. And I can remember neighbors that came to us and said, thank you for getting rid of the electric blue. Yes, it was a blue house, but not like, you know, country blue, not like, you know, navy blue, which is kind of getting trendy now. No, it was like blue, like electric blue. It needed some extreme makeover. Everybody loves a great renovation story, don't they? It, maybe, you, maybe you watch HGTV, you follow some of the shows, and to see the transformation that can happen. But the transformation that, that Jesus wants to do in our lives is not just an external thing. 
He wants to totally make over what's inside of us, to change us, to make us new. And that takes some effort. Look at what uh, D.A. Carson says. He says, when Christ first moves into our lives, he finds us in bad repair. It takes a great deal of power, he says, to change us. And that is why Paul prays for power. He is transforming us into a house that pervasively reflects his own character. That was Paul's first prayer for the Ephesian church. It's what we can pray for those that are taking their steps. It's, it's what we can pray for one another, that God does an extreme home makeover in our hearts and lives. That means there's going to be some demolition that has to occur. That, that Jesus wants to come in and he wants to tear down some of the walls of pride and selfishness and addiction in our lives so that he can make us new again. That was Paul's first prayer. The second part of his prayer, though, is that we would experience God's love so that we can be God's love to others. Look at it with me. This is verse 17 in the second half. It says, and I pray that your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. The first thing he prays is that our roots would grow deeper. Our roots of faith would be cemented into the love of God. And he says, and I pray that you'll have power. Power for what? He says, power to understand. To have this new understanding about life, about who God is, about who we are, about how our world works. And he says, power to understand, he says, as all God's people should. He's saying, this is something that all of us here need to understand. And what is it? He says, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. Jesus' prayer, Paul's prayer for us is that we would know God's love. And then he says, and may you also experience the love of Christ. He doesn't want it to just be a, a head knowledge. He wants this to be a personal experience that we live day by day, experiencing God's deep love for us. To the end, he says, then you will be made complete, that we'll be made whole, that we'll be made mature with all the fullness of life and power. I love how the Ephesians... Uh, paraphrase of this is, is listed in, in the message paraphrase. It says, and I ask him, just catch this, and I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, uh, you, will, you will be able to take in with all the followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out, he says, and experience the breadth. Test its length. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights. Live full lives in the fullness of God. Paul prays that there would be this renovation of the Ephesians' heart and of our hearts, and he prays that we'll know, understand, and experience God's incredible love. That's how we can be praying for them. That's how we can be praying for one another. But then what Paul does next is he transitions to praise. And I wonder the question that we ought to pose to ourselves is, if God wants this love to be experienced in us so that we can then love others and others can see it, do, do people know that God is real? Because they see his sacrificial love displayed in my life and in your life. That's a challenging next step kind of question. But then in this prayer, Paul turns from praying for the Ephesians to praising God 
for who he is. And so let's look at Paul's praise. He says, And now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Paul begins now to just turn his attention back to God and to praise him for who he is. And he begins answering really, as one Bible commentator puts it, the the what, the how, and the why. First, the, the what. What is God able to do? Look at the text. He says he's able to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So whatever it is like that's in your dreams, whatever it is that you think there's just no way it could ever happen, just know that God is not limited to that. He can do immeasurably more, infinitely more, he says, than we can ask or think. It also answers the how. How does God accomplish this infinitely more than we can ask or think? Through his mighty power that is at work within us. You guys, this is unbelievable that God wants to do infinitely more than what we can ask or imagine. And he wants to do that in your life and through your life by his power. So it answers the how and finally it answers the why. Why? to glorify God, to put the spotlight on him. So that even today, as, as people are being baptized and we hear their stories, their heart's desire is not that our focus would be on them, but it would be on the Jesus that loves them, on the Jesus that is changing their lives, on the Jesus that is giving them life and purpose and hope and new direction. It's to bring glory to God. And, and Paul says, glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus, that God is glorified through the work of Jesus and through the church. That's you. That's me. We have the potential to bring God glory. And in the end, what does he say? That this might be through all generations. And we saw it today on display. All generations. And throughout all three of our campuses today, generations, young, middle-aged, old, that are taking their next steps and bringing glory to God. How can we pray for each other, guys? How can we pray for them? How can we pray for each other? That God would more and more make his home in our hearts. And that means some renovation. That we would know and understand, but also experience God's love. Why? So that God will ultimately get the glory. And through all generations... People praise him and worship him. Would you pray with me? God, thank you for your love. Thank you for the stories of life change. God, we want to come together right now and we want to worship you for who you are and all that you've done. As we end our services in praise and worship, God, may you continue to get the glory in our lives. We love you. We give ourselves to you. And we want to be filled with your spirit so that you might spill out through our relationships with one another, our coworkers, our friends, our schoolmates. Jesus, thank you for your incredible work. We worship you together now. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with us this morning?
Let's end the service the kind of the same way we started. Kids, you know this song, The Battle Belongs to You. This is one of the songs that we're doing together. They're doing it upstairs, and we're doing it here this morning also. So, kids, you guys know this song. Let's do the whole song, guys. Two.